TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chilled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network and now also on eWrestling News. I am Mags, and with me today, after scrambling for some extra time to do his homework, uh, the podcast wife himself, Mr. Paul Tolley. Paul, you little <laughs> cheater, how are you? I needed a bit of Fergie time. I'm all right, but I'm excited for WrestleMania. Are we allowed to say we're excited for WrestleMania? Because by the time this goes out, WrestleMania may not have happened. Uh, can you honestly see it being cancelled? Um, yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, full, the whole show, you just don't think they'll do uh, like a, uh, an empty arena show? Well, I don't think they do a WrestleMania empty arena. I think they postpone it. Do you think? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's just going to be a, a weird chat isn't it can you imagine if they do a wrestlemania like behind closed doors that kind of thing so uh raw the next night whatever drew mcintyre comes out as champion there's absolute crickets there there's uh, no one work with it just wouldn't work uh, how are you yeah i'm really i'm really good excited for this uh episode uh yeah, uh, watching the well, um, we'll get into the topic, but watching to research was a lot of fun. Uh, the third voice that people heard there, we've not been ignorant, it's uh, it's our esteemed guest, it's uh, Joshua Plummer from uh, Josh and Stu Wrestling Podcast and the Josh and Stu Prediction League. Josh, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Glad to be on the show. Jumping in before your introduction, incredibly rude. Well, 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 I had to. You know, it, was, it was an interesting topic. You can't leave me out. <laughs> that's, that's very, very true. Yeah, I, I honestly... It's can't... not the most rude thing that's ever happened on this show. No, well, we've had guests <laughs> who uh, just gave up after giving three answers. Just like, they couldn't even be bothered with a fourth answer. They just had enough. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at you, Jess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, don't, I honestly do not think... Uh, will Prince won't let WrestleMania go this year. Surely, surely he won't. It's not his decision to make. No, but he can still empty arena. Eh? They'll still they'll still get like the money from surely from sponsors, and they'll get obviously more people watching it on the network or on pay per view. So they, they could get the money back. It'd be a ridiculous spectacle, like you say. What? No crowd reaction at all. Well, they can pop crowd reaction in. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Maybe they should oh, put on what? one of like the um, the old uh, the old uh, SmackDown SmackDown Two audiences, like Where the paper ones with cardboard, <laughs> just eighty five thousand cardboard cutouts. <laughs> or, or filling with the theory if they can't get people to fly out there or travel or stay in certain um, confined areas, there can be only a certain amount of people. Why not stick to the WrestleMania theme? Just go out into the open ocean, get a massive ship, get the wrestlers to fight on the ship. That is the best idea I've heard. 
I've been on to, I've been on a phone party on a on a pirate ship before, so it's it's not out of the realms of possibility. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that, that bit of news doesn't even surprise me. <laughs> phone party on a pirate ship? Yeah, def, definitely, Darren. That's definitely Darren. It, it, you've got to do it when you when you holiday in Turkey. It's just the dumb thing. Right, Josh. Let's get into this show. Um, the first thing that we would like from you is uh, because you're this is your first time on the show. We'd like for your uh, Mount Rushmore, the greatest wrestlers of all time, to add to our collated list. Um, and a little bit of an explanation of why each each wrestler made your your choices. So, who are your four guys or gals who get on the the Matt Rushmore greatest of all time? Uh, I'll start with uh, my first wrestling hero, um, probably be The Rock, um, one of the most charismatic out there, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, uh, not only in sports but also on cinema screens as well. Um, he was fantastically entertaining um as a baby face and as a heel um he had kind of like a short and sweet kind of wrestling career so it was from was it 96 to say like 2002 i guess full time um i guess um and when he left and he kept coming back you know absence makes the heart grow fonder uh with mr rock um so when he came back for like occasions so for example wrestlemania 20 and then he came back for um the feud with Cena. Um yeah, he's a great influence. So he's definitely on my uh Mount Rushmore for sure. Great pick. And he's definitely up there. Who uh who joins him in the second spot? Second spot is probably um in terms of how long his career um has been and his devotion to character work would probably be the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um I think for if you took like every, everything out, uh, aside from like his uh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania career, the WrestleMania stuff alone would um, make him make him eligible for for, for Mount Rushmore. Um, but yeah, he's even like some of his since as the like American Badass were really good fun as well. Um, but yeah, what a career! What a um, a loyal businessman as well. Um, yeah, and he, he just keeps coming back as well. It, it, he can't be around for much longer, I don't think. I thought he was meant to retire, well, you could say, what, four or five years ago. Um, I, I care about him so much. It's like, we'll just put you on Mount Rushmore and I'll just stay there. <laughs> <laughs> just please don't actually... Don't never come back. Man, you know. Yeah, don't get me started on that. Per- perfect retirement against Roman Reigns and they just went back on it and he went back on it or who someone went back on it. Yeah, just don't understand it. No, yeah. um, and, and and we I, I discussed it on a podcast this week with uh with Matt Willis, um, and I kind of have to give it to him because it, it is his decision. He must he must be like the one who makes the final decision. He and if he still feels like he's, he's able to go, then I suppose good on him. But as a fan, it doesn't just it doesn't seem like the same wrestler who who he was five years ago. No. So, who's next on your Mount Rushmore? Who takes that, that third spot? Third spot, Rushmore would probably be uh, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Same reason uh, for The Undertaker, again, that longevity, his long career. Um, most world titles, or tied most world titles with, with John Cena. 
fantastic character work. Um, great, great technical wrestler um, as well. He's worked with all the different promotions. Um, yeah, just fantastic. I think everyone, um, it's similar to Vayne as the, similar to the, uh, what was I going to say, the, uh, the the Rock. Um, everyone kind of knows him in like kind of popular culture, not just through um, they know him like through wrestling, but they know Rock for like the films. But there are people who are quoting like Ric Flair, Ric Flair promos, you know, like to psych themselves up. You know, you see some um, I think uh, some like uh, college um, uh, American football teams <laughs> they they do it to psych themselves up, which is amazing. Um, so if you can get a wrestling reference in there um, without being a wrestling fan, I think yeah, yeah. Um, and wasn't it even like the subject of a like a hit single not long ago called like Rip Flair Drip or something like that? I've not heard that. <laughs> Rip Flair <Yeah>. Drip. <laughs> Look, um, looking up things. Like, well, ring, rings a bell. Rings a bell. Rings a bell. Right? I never knew Rip yeah. Flair survived a survived a plane crash. Really? Oh, yeah. uh, right at the start yeah. of his career. At the start of his career, good yeah. God, that was that right. was so lucky then. I'd, I'd never heard of that before, and I, I read it. Um, I think I read it earlier this week, or, or certainly last week. Um, yeah, and I think people on the plane there uh, unfortunately passed away. So, um, very lucky too. So even even in a plane crash, he wouldn't do the job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't put him over on a plane crash. That's awful. Uh, so who takes that coveted last spot, Josh? Last spot is, I think, probably um, one of the best. Again, it goes to longevity. One of the best um, technical wrestlers um, out there. Um, I'd say Shawn Michaels for me, Mr. WrestleMania. Mm, yeah. Very, very it's, interesting. Yeah. Very hard to point out. Um, I. I can't think of one at the top of my head apart from like Hogan uh, and Michael at 2005 where he just did be just dicking around um, because uh, Hogan wanted to make it just a one-match series as opposed to the three series as agreed. Um, yeah, he, obviously there was some backstage politics stuff, especially early on in his career. Not great. Um, but his... The, the matches he's doing, especially like, actually doing some research for um, for our uh, our Rushmore uh, topic, like some of the matches you just see him line up with. So he's got matches at Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, um, Ric Flair. You know these WrestleMania matches. Like, he is like stealing the show every single time. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, Hogan match is a is a, a popular choice on, on Badlands. It's been brought up a couple of times. I absolutely think it's yeah. one of the best matches ever. The way he just oversells absolutely everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, how do uh, Josh's picks uh, affect the collated, the the season two of uh, of the, the Mount Rushmore? Well, Shawn Michaels has become the eighth member of our 10-vote um, club. So he wow. got tenth today. Um, the Undertaker is now within one vote of our Mount Rushmore. So he's on he's on fifteen, one point behind Hulk Hogan and Chris Jericho. And The Rock and Ric Flair are just unstoppable. They're putting clean air between themselves and everyone else now. Rock on twenty four, Flair on twenty three, and Austin on twenty one. Wow. wow, 
Wow, it's the, there is a, a big pack separating themselves away from, from the rest of them. It certainly is, but that, that, that race for the fourth place fourth place on our rush is, is heating up. Yeah, Undertaker's picked up quite a few uh, nominations recently anyway. He was, he was an early front runner and uh, then dropped off and now he's coming back into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm saying he just won't die. Every year without fail. Every year. (laughs) Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. So let's get into today's main topic. Um, you, Josh, were assigned the, the topic of the Mount Rushmore of opening WrestleMania matches, so the curtain jerker matches for 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 WrestleMania, the the, the, the matches that kind of set the stage for how the show is going to be. Um, what's your first pick on the on your Mount Rushmore of, of WrestleMania opening matches? Um, so my first pick is, uh, well, it's going to be very similar to my second pick, actually. You, you'll see why in a second. Um, I think I'll, I'll start off with probably the most obvious uh, answer uh, for me. It's, even though it, it wasn't in, well, it was, my generation, but I was a baby pretty much when this happened. So the the, the battle between the the Hart brothers, Brett and Owen at WrestleMania 10, uh, a good, good classic example of long-term booking, start off at Survivor Series. Uh, there's a miscommunication. Owen Hart ends up getting eliminated um, from his Survivor Series team, um, takes it out on Brett. He challenges Brett to a fight. Brett says, that's not how I, how I do things. Um, uh, I, under no circumstance whatsoever would I fight my brother. It looks like it's all. Um, it looks like it's um, all, all pan out, all sorted. Uh, comes to the Royal Rumble, um, makes sure Bret Hart's, uh, I guess, kind of ego kicks in, and also his actual injury to his leg he sustains uh, won't or slash can't make the tag, depending how you look at it, I guess. Um, to to Owen, which frustrates him, and the match has to be stopped due to Brett's injury. Um, Owen has enough, takes out um, Brett's leg, and sets up that feud, that opening match for WrestleMania, uh, the first match that Brett has that evening. Mm-hmm. Yep, great pick. It was my first pick as well. Um, I might as well go into it, Paul. I mean, I know I think it was your turn to go first uh, this week, but uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. That, go yeah, for it. Go for it. It was definitely my first pick, um, and and uh, Josh has explained the build up to it absolutely perfectly. Uh, getting into the match, it was an absolute clinic for twenty minutes on storytelling, a clinic on in ring technical wrestling. Uh, we had like camel clutches, tombstone pile drivers, uh, dives over the top rope to the outside, uh, figure four leg locks, uh, reverse finishers. Uh, Brett played into the the injury angle again uh, with his with his leg uh, 
and that's when Owen uh, had the chance to kind of gain the advantage by locking in that figure four. Um, he then attempted to go for the sharpshooter, uh, which Brett escaped, and then he applied the sharpshooter himself. So it was really kind of a tip for tap match, uh, and that showed in in the finish. The end actually came when Ve- uh, Brett went for a, a victory roll, uh, which uh, Owen blocked, and he uh, he knelt down to pin Brett and win the match. But Brett went on to the to be the main event and and actually won the title that day. So both both Harper was actually ended up winning on 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 WrestleMania. Uh, it's just. Brett walked out as the world heavyweight champion, and yeah, so great, great pick. And like I said, my first pick. So yeah, uh, back to you, Josh, for for pick two then. Uh, yeah, for pick two, as I mentioned before, there's going to be some similarities between um, my second pick and my first pick. Uh, second pick is uh, WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan against the game Triple H. Um, similarities: Daniel Bryan wrestles two matches. Uh, that night, uh, obviously, he wins both of them, and he wins the first one to enter into that final match to give us probably one of the one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of the modern era. Um, it's again kind of not. It was again long story, not intentional by WWE. They didn't see Daniel Bryan as um, uh, well. They saw him as a B plus player, um, but it just shows you what uh, what happens when the fans can turn on you, turn on the product. Um, and they start um, vocalizing their um, their disapproval of certain bookings. No one wanted Batista and Randy on to wrestle, uh, main event WrestleMania. Um, Daniel Bryan was eliminated early from um, from the previous year's Rumble as well. So I guess they didn't learn the lesson. But what's new? Um, yeah, fantastic feel-good moment of um, the underdog um, underdog succeeding. Uh, another similarity as well, uh, Daniel Bryan, um, obviously Bret Hart's leg playing a factor, but also Daniel Bryan's arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, both matches heavily bandaged up at a disadvantage um, against Triple H with Stephanie McMahon at ringside, and then the triple threat match, of course, Randy Orton and Batista are going to try and take out Daniel Bryan. Of course they are. Um, so that added added to the drama, that added to the story. Yep. Another another stellar pick. Um, Paul, on to you. Okay. Well, I'm 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 a big fan of big fan of the modern WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania's been on fire for a number of years now. And it don't get more it don't get more modern or recent than uh, WrestleMania thirty five, which um opened Bizarrely, with Alexa Bliss and then Hulk Hogan um, having a little bit of a, a pose off, but then they were interrupted by Paul Heyman um, strutting down the stage to uh, to Hulk Hogan's music. Bizarrely, um, getting into the ring, taking the mic, and saying, "If my client is not on last, then we ain't hanging around here all night to wait." And just like that. WrestleMania 35 was opening with the Universal title match. I believe it's the first time a WrestleMania has opened with a world title match of any description. Open to correction there, but I'm pretty sure it is. Edge and Alberto Del Rio. Oh, there you go. Okay. I am corrected. I'm, I'm not picking this. <laughs> instantly. <so>. Instantly corrected. <laughs> That's brilliant. That was one previous. No question. There may have been one before that, but, you know, that was one previous. And that well, was Edge's final match as well. Edge's final match? Uh, well, it was his final match, wasn't it? Uh, WrestleMania. 
20, yeah, 27. The, yeah, you know, the god-awful one with uh, John Cena and The Miz at Main Event. <laughs> well, anyway, pretend that... that one didn't happen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well not, because he's back. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. So it wasn't It wasn't Edge's last match. It probably wasn't even a title match. <laughs> no, I believe I it think, was. I believe it was his last match. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, but there we go. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, just for... Just kind of WrestleMania is all about moments, isn't it? And that kind of uh, like what the fuck moment D- are we seriously going to get Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins in the daylight straight away? And and we did. And I think it set the tone for an absolute classic WrestleMania, kind of like the fan fiction WrestleMania where all the good guys won, or all the guys, all the all all the uh, the wrestlers, the fans wanted to win one, and. Uh, and the beast was slayed by, by Seth. And I think it was quite cool because it was Seth Rollins' chance to, uh, to prove that when he cashed his WrestleMania cash in wasn't a fluke or, or, uh, or, or, or like, um, or the benefit of having the the money in the bank. He actually had the chance to go out there and actually beat Brock Lesnar in a match. And I think it was WWE's chance to to do the Brock Lesnar title switch they wanted to do. Um, in years previous, but obviously Roman wasn't the fans' guy at that time, <laughs> so so they weren't getting the crowd reactions they wanted. And I think it's a really good match. You know, Brock Lesnar started it the way Brock Lesnar always starts a match, uh, just brutal beat down of Seth Rollins. But then when Seth Rollins gets scores that low blow and starts to turn the turn the tide, the crowd. Uh, I mean, the, the crowd are ecstatic. It's really good reaction from the crowd, and I really do think. Seth winning there set the tone for a brilliant WrestleMania last year. Yeah, um, I'm tempted to veto because I've I've not vetoed for a, a few weeks now, but no, I think you're right. It did set the tone for a, a really really good res- WrestleMania. Uh, it got the kind of Brock versus Seth story out of the way, so we could then focus on the the Kofi Mania and and Becky Lynch. So yeah, I'll I'll let that one slide for now, Paul. You're too kind. <laughs> Maybe the next one. So let's go back to uh, let's go back to the guest, Josh. Uh, what is your third pick on your Mount Rushmore of the the greatest WrestleMania opening matches? All right, uh, you want to start your WrestleMania with, I guess you want to start strong with some good technical wrestling. I guess, and um, what better way to start than people who using the commentator uh, cliche, uh, these guys know each other so well, um, and without using the uh, heel-face dynamic, it's two tag team partners. It's WrestleMania 21, Rey Mysterio against Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Great match. Yeah. R- really good fun, really fast-paced, the whole thing with um, Eddie Guerrero um, getting a little bit jealous of, of Rey, Um and wanted to prove that he is better, better than Rey Mysterio. Um, that I, I'd like not only this match, but also where it where it led to, um, as well. So there was um, heated moments in their tag team matches. Some bits where Eddie Guerrero wouldn't tag in uh, or didn't come to Rey Mysterio's aid. There was I'm sorry, it was a mistake. There's a hug. There's a is it a heel turn? Is it not? Is it a tease? Um, going into the um, Dominic storyline as well, which um, nice long-term booking as well. Um, I think they did it really, really well, and they've got great chemistry as well. Great, uh, they've 
they had a great background. They they wrestled each other like countless times, but even before WWE uh, wrestling in uh, WCW and the like. Um, really solid opening match. Really fast paced as well. Um, doing what they do best. Eddie Guerrero um, maybe tweaking the trying to tweak with the rules just a little bit, and Rey Mysterio just using his pace, which he was so popular for. Really fun match. Yeah, and the the Dominic storyline is another fan favorite here at Badlands with Army or Pappy from the Heels Pops and Chair Shot guys. Yeah, yeah uh, great, great pick. So back to me, Paul, for our third. Uh, I've got I've got a few which are I'm tempted to go with, uh, but you mentioned it with your pick about WrestleMania being about moments. And I totally agree with that. Uh, we've even done a topic on uh, the greatest WrestleMania moments. Um, so I'm going to go with one, what give us one of the, the best WrestleMania moments that of, of recent memories. Certainly I'm going to go with WrestleMania 32. Um, in that like, uh, 2010 era, uh, WB started these WrestleMania cards usually with a, a some sort of multi-man match. Uh, we had a few where they, they did uh, Money in the Bank matches before that became its own pay-per-view. Uh, but there was a, a couple of years in a row uh, where they did a multi-man ladder match for the uh, for the Intercontinental title. Um, so the build-up for this uh, multi-man ladder match in uh, for WrestleMania 32 was that uh, after weeks of kind of infighting between each other, we had the Miz. Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn all wanting to challenge uh, the Intercontinental Champion Kevin Owens for a match. Uh, so Owens went to speak to the authority to set up kind of a number one contenders match. But uh, in classic Kevin Owens style, he swerved those three guys and he actually set up a triple threat that included Zack Ryder, Sin Cara and Stardust. Now, originally, Zack Ryder wasn't meant to be in that. It was meant to be uh, Neville, I believe, but Neville picked up an injury, so he was kind of like a last-minute replacement. Anyway, we, we start this triple threat match, and uh, the three original guys, Miz, Ziggler, and Zayn, interfered and kind of caused a no contest, which meant that Stephanie McMahon said that Kevin would have to defend against all six in a, in a WrestleMania seven-man ladder match. Uh, getting to the match, it was as glorious as a, a multi-man ladder match in the WWE is. Uh, we had uh, Stardust pulling out a black ladder with yellow polka dots, kind of in a tribute to his uh, dad, Duster. We had Zack Ryder doing the Macho Man-style elbow drop from the top of the ladder onto the Miz. We had uh, Owens powerbombing Ziggler off a ladder, which uh, which caused Sin Cara to fall from another ladder. And... Um, he landed on Stardust, who was uh, laying on a ladder that was kind of bridged between the ring apron and the barricades. Um, then we had, the obviously, the face-off between uh, the best friends and worst enemies, Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, Owens uh, suplexed Sami Zayn off the ladder, and then we got the Miz, who, thinking he was had won the title, started to celebrate a bit prematurely. Um, which give uh, Zack Ryder his opportunity to throw the Miz off the ladder and retrieve that belt. Um, this, for me, is one of the epitomes of a WrestleMania moment. Nobody expected Zack Ryder to, to win that title. He was literally the ultimate jobber. And he was kind of... 
it was kind of the coder before coding was coding. The fact that he he kind of knew he wasn't getting over, and he betted on himself. Did the the whole YouTube uh, Z True Long Island story? Got himself over. Got the catchphrase. Woo woo woo. You know it over. Um, and in typical WWE style, they shit the bed with him, and he lost the title the very next day uh, to the Miz. So it absolutely made no point. But the fact is, we still got an amazing match an amazing opener and uh, one of the best WrestleMania moments of recent memory. So, yeah, I'm going with WrestleMania 32's multi-man intercontinental title ladder match. Very good one. Well, was in a, um, I think Zack Ryder was in a Pepsi advert or something, wasn't he? And that's that's actually why he won the title? Really? I didn't know, I didn't know that. I, I, I may have got this wrong, but I believe he was in a Pepsi advert on the night or something. So... They made, they made him champion for one night because then the Intercontinental Champions advertising Pepsi. Really it might bad. not have been Pepsi. It might be something else. Really bad the night after losing it uh, on the Monday on the Monday Night Raw to the Miz. Like, oh, it could have been a nice <laughs> moment. Like, second row can have, finally have a nice little run. Nope. It, <laughs> it was a little run. A very, very little run. <laughs> a 24-hour run. <laughs> I think I think you've been watching those Omega Luke videos too much, mind Darren, because uh, he was Cody before Cody was Cody. Is a brilliant there. Uh, I know. <laughs> a brilliant quote. <laughs> this this week, Max said. <laughs> so are you are you vetoing Paul? No, I'm not. Wow, another week without a veto. You you're feeling very generous recently. It's it's got nothing at all to do with I've only got two matches in my locker. <laughs> wow, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, Josh, let's go back to you for your final pick on your Mount Rushmore of the greatest WrestleMania opening matches. My final pick is also a ladder match, WrestleMania. Uh, going back a few years, not WrestleMania 32, but WrestleMania 23. Um you already have to look at the lineup and go, wow, this ladder match is star-studded. Edge, Randy Orton, the Hardy Boys, Booker T, uh, Vinley, Mr. Kennedy, and CM Punk. Um, I just, just things that just happened, like even throughout the match, like things that you, you just surprised, you know, Finley diving from the top rope to the outside, like you never see that, never see that happening. Um, one of the pet peeves uh, of wrestling or ladder matches where, you know, they even though they're absolutely fine, they climb the ladder so bloody slowly. But yeah. it was nice to see Edge coming in first to try and climb up. You've got um, both Orton and Finley trying to get up to the ladder. Um, other things that happened, you had a tiny ladder, um, which I assume was Hornswoggles. <laughs> it, it was. It launching into the face of, um, of Punk busting him open. We get a spinner Rooney. That's always nice. A spinner Rooney at Mania. Um, Mr. Kennedy attempts a Kenton bomb from the top rope, but ends up landing on the ladder or landing his, the back of his head on the ladder. That looked painful. Um, spears all round from Edge. Um, you had Punk placing the ladder uh, on his shoulders, so his head's in between uh, two of the. Uh, the rungs of the ladder and just spinning round which was like one of my go-to moves on um, I can't remember which Smackdown versus Raw game it might have been like 2008 or 2009 uh, just getting a ladder match or Extreme Rules match just spinning round in a circle knocking everyone down 
Um, the most iconic moment, though, is probably when uh, Edge is laid out on the ladder on the outside. This is the WrestleMania where he infam infamously lost uh, his WrestleMania streak. Um, Jeff Hardy is on the highest ladder they can find. Uh, and instead of reaching a uh, typical Hardy Boy fashion, instead of reaching for the briefcase, he jumps down, delivers a leg drop, taking Edge as well as himself out of the match. Uh, we've got RKO from the ladders. We've got bookends from the ladders. Charmel getting involved. This is when Booker T was king. Booker! You've got to say it that way, otherwise it doesn't count. Um, you've got uh, uh, Hornswoggle making an appearance. He tries to climb up the ladder. Mr. Kennedy places Hornswoggle on his shoulders and delivers a plancher rolling yeah. off the ladder. It was silly, but it was, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Um, amazing. Um, Punk attempts to get the briefcase, um, and then Mr. Kennedy smacks him square in the face with the ladder to knock him off, and Mr. Kennedy um, wins the briefcase. Um, Shortly before the, the plancher situation, just going back slightly, um, when Hornswoggle was climbing the ladder, Mr. Kennedy's next to him as well. Mr. Kennedy like looks at him like these steely glared, like similar to how um, you know how Keith Lee when he rises from um, out of the apron just into camera shot, and he just glares at him in very yeah. similar fashion. There's like, oh, that's where it's from. Um, yeah, really, really fun match. A great way to open WrestleMania. Yeah, great match. Yeah, so fun and and another. Uh kind of ladder match that was absolutely mental to watch. But, yeah, great pick. Mr. Toller, let's see if you can yes. can round our Mount Rushmore off. Okay. Well, I, I love a modern WrestleMania. <laughs> You've not said, you've not said <laughs> yeah. that yet, I don't think. And they don't come... They, you can get more modern, but they don't come much more modern than WrestleMania 34. Wow. Which... <laughs> <laughs> this is genuine. You have this done is... the, the minimum amount of work that you could have put in. I, I, gen <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely looked at every WrestleMania. These were my two favorite WrestleMania openers. They were apart from Owen and Brett, which you already had. Um, <laughs> if you don't remember, WrestleMania 34 opened with Seth Rollins versus The Miz versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. I picked this one because. I think it's, uh, again, maybe except maybe Brett and Owen, I think it's the only WrestleMania opening match that could legitimately be match of the night. Um, I've, there was a few other good ones on WrestleMania 34. You had Ronda, Ronda Rousey's debut, and you also had Asuka versus Charlotte. They were both very good. But I, I think Seth, Miz, and Balor was actually match of the night, and it kicked it all off. Um and I it just think it was so good because it, it was free of the, of the uh, modern WWE stars in their absolute prime. Um, the action was so fast-paced and they genuinely, all three of them didn't miss a step the whole match. It was like a perfect match, like a, a well-rehearsed uh, a well-rehearsed ballet, if you like. Um, they, they, it was just a perfect performance from all of them. Um it was Balor's first WrestleMania, um, and I was was he at last year's WrestleMania? I can't, I can't remember. Uh, was he not? Uh, Balor was the demon last year's yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. He's only been at two WrestleMania, but it was his first WrestleMania. The Miz had restored the Intercontinental Title to kind of greatness again. 
so it actually meant something and I think Finn Balor was uh, not, not Finn Balor I think Seth Rollins was kind of at, at the peak of his popularity here so so the crowd were re- again really hot for for this opener it's a really fast pace and, and the finish was the finish was really cool as well so you had Balor at the top and he did the um the coup de gras on Miz and Miz instinctively instinctively rolled over onto his stomach so he couldn't be pinned Balor goes to, to goes to turn him back and Rollins lands him with a coup de gras into Miz knocking them both out then uh, hits Miz with another one and, and, and gets a pinfall. I thought it was a really cool finish. I mean, Rollins has done loads of cool, cool, cool finishes uh, at, at WrestleMania alone, um, uh, but I've, uh, that that was one of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that match because uh, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, it's, like you said, there were three guys who were at their peak, but. I'm going to veto it mainly because I haven't vetoed for a while. And secondly, I think that uh, you've done the least amount of uh, research that you possibly could. And I, I think you should be admonished for that. Uh, and you're not going to like what I'm going to replace it with. I'm going to replace it with WrestleMania 28. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just enjoying uh, listeners, I'm just enjoying watching it sink into Paul, he's not quite grasped what how bad Wrestlemania 28 was WrestleMania I've drawn 20- a blank this, this, this was in my dry decade where I didn't watch wrestling, so I have no idea what this is going to be Wrestlemania 28's opener was the fastest title match in Wrestlemania history we had Sheamus beating Daniel Bryan in 18 seconds. Oh, dear. And Why there was you all, that on? And there was only one move in the whole match, the uh, the devastating brawl kick. Um, that happened after Daniel Bryan, who was a, was a heel at the time. He stole to kiss his then-girlfriend, AJ Lee. Uh, and even though the match has been universally panned, and it really shouldn't be on this Mount Rushmore... Um, it was also looked at at the time as kind of a burial for Daniel Bryan. But this match, actually, looking back, served to do three things. It, it got the bro kick over as kind of a killer finisher. It uh, solidified Sheamus as, as like a, a really big bad guy heel. But it also kind of furthered Daniel Bryan's like heel run uh, where it was starting to be abusive to AJ Lee. He lost multiple chances at the big titles and he would eventually get left standing at the altar uh, by AJ Lee, which sent him into like a, a, a vicious spiral. Uh, he would then really turn on the fans. He'd have to end up going into anger management. And like how um, Josh kind of alluded to in his pick, it was quite done by accident, but this kind of like drop into hell for, for Daniel Bryan really helped solidify him when he built him back up to be the ultimate underdog. So they kind of looked out on on getting one of the biggest moments of WrestleMania with uh, with Daniel Bryan winning the title by having this a couple of years earlier um, and started that kind of ball rolling. So I'm going to replace your your very, very meagre pick of WrestleMania 34 with WrestleMania 28, Daniel Bryan getting absolutely panned in 18 seconds. That's a poor pick. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very poor pick. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you just get so angry that your face goes red and you just get flustered. You, you've no words. 
<laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you, you, you've taken off a, a, a brilliant triple threat match for uh, uh, like you, a, the justifications. All right, I, I get the justification. And at least you got to mention the match. I did get to mention the match, yeah. So <laughs> I think we have self uh, in one in one move. I've self destructed our our uh, Mount Rushmore. So it's quite likely that Josh's Mount Rushmore is way better than ours. <laughs> I actually did. I had a discount one because my my genuine my my um my first pick was going to be Shawn Michaels versus Tatanka, which yeah. is uh, my next. Which would have been one of was my inventions. Yeah. I've I've got memories of that being brilliant, but then I watched it and it wasn't brilliant. I don't I don't, I don't know why I've got that memory. I think everything at WrestleMania nine is kind of because it's one of my first WrestleManias. Is one it's kind of rose tinted for me. Mm-hmm. But when I go back and watch any of it, it's like, uh, oh, this, this wasn't yeah, like a good um, I, I, like I said, I had it as one of mine. Um, it was in an era when Michaels was actually, it wasn't so much Mr. WrestleMania, but Mr. Kernjerk. I think he did three WrestleManias in a row where he was in the opening match. Uh, but the reason I picked that was, like you said, it's, it's looking back on it, it's not as good of a match as you kind of remember, but you can really see Michaels learning how to be a heel on the fly. Um, and then obviously he, it's Tatanka who went on this amazing run of being unbeaten for, for so so long. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I had that as a, one of my honourable mentions. Uh, Josh, did you have any any matches as your honourable mentions? Uh, no, one was um, again. It was a fun match, but I know cruiserweights are quick, but goodness me, um, Rey Mysterio and Matt Hardy uh, WrestleMania. Uh, 19 was it match was only four minutes long um multiple interruptions by shannon moore uh just really quick it's great fun match but it was a match that could have happened just on smackdown it, that match needed to be at least 10 minutes it went far far too quickly um another memorable one is probably um uh john cena kind of cementing himself as like an upper mid card kind of guy uh and really kind of pushing him as a top kind of baby face when he defeats uh, the big show at WrestleMania 20 for the United States championship. Um, still using kind of heelish kind of tactics, taking, um, uh, taking a lesson from Eddie Greer or two. So using the chain, distracting the referee, then smashing big show in the face um, with the, with the brass knuckles. Um, they also did a fantastic job of um, um, uh, delivering um well, demonstrating how uh, devastating the big show was. Uh, he had a long run with the US title. Um, the event was at the Madison Square Garden where he'd he defeated The Rock there. He defeated Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series 2002. Um, and he, I think, I'm not quite sure if, they, if it is right or not, but he retired Hulk Hogan there at Madison Square Garden as well. I was like, oh, wow, okay, they're making this a, a big deal. Um, and no one had ever uh, kicked out of the uh, FU. Um, and it was a as it was called uh, then. So they made a big deal out of that too. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and it helped establish John Cena as, um, as I said before, the next big thing, I guess. Next big face. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only one, uh, like I said, I had WrestleMania 9 as man. The only other one that uh, I did, I had on my list was uh, WrestleMania uh, 17. Obviously, I uh, a lot of people's favourite WrestleMania, but that card actually opened with Jericho defending his RC title. 
against uh, William Regal. Quite a short match, really, uh, but it was the typical good guy versus bad guy. We had Regal uh, exposing the turnbuckle, which ended up being to his detriment because he ended up eating the turnbuckle. Uh, the match ended with uh, Jericho doing his his lion salt, but yeah, uh, not a a particularly special match, but uh, one that certainly was a, a great opener to to what ended up being possibly the best WrestleMania of all time. I preferred um, their rematch as well, Backlash, their Duchess mm-hmm. of Queensbury rules. Have you, have you seen that one? That was really fun. It's Regal just making up the rules, or the Duchess making up the rules uh, in typical heel fashion as they go along. So Regal uses a weapon. Oh, it's actually now a no disqualification match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Re- Regal in that whole intercontinental like, title scene is is kind of a dark horse. I mean, I, I remember fondly his uh, his battle with Santino Morella and and the rap that uh, Santino did when William Regal beat him for that title. Uh, yeah, he's a very very underrated. Is William Regal? I can't wait for when he goes into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Yeah will fully, fully deserve it. Absolutely. It's your boy, Rens, a.k.a. Ray Cash of the Outsider's Edge. I'm here with my boy, Kyle. And I got a question for you, man. All right, shoot. What would you say are your four worst, your Mount Rushmore of worst Edge guests? Ooh, that's a tough one. The Mount Rushmore of worst Edge guests. It's pretty easy. It should just be two people. I mean, nah, 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 nah. The the three worst guests in the history of the Outsiders Edge are obviously Caleb, Carl, <laughs> Caleb, Carl, and Mags, right? Well, I mean, Darren's trash. You know, Darren, and we can't even shout out Paul Talley because he's never been on the damn show. I mean, but- that's good for us. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, I guess we can shout out the fact that Badlands Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, check it out. We love the show. Uh, always listen, man. Chairshot family, we're here for you. 100%. If y'all haven't checked it out, you got to do it. And I mean, if Darren were here, we know one thing he would say to my Mount Rushmore, and that is he has a He big, would veto that shit. Fat veto for that shit. But he's not here. So I said what I said. You want to come on the show and defend yourself. You know where to find your boys. If you don't like that, we don't give up. Fuck. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the chair shot. So thank you for doing this, uh, Josh. We really do appreciate it. What we uh, what we need from you now is uh, yeah. we need you to pick a topic for a future guest. I will give you a topic, and Mr. Tolly here will give you a topic. Um, and you pick whichever one you think sounds the most interesting. Uh, so the one I'm going to go for is uh, we're in the the midst of um, kind of a bit of a nationalism with, with Brexit and leaving Europe. Uh, and wrestling kind of has a lot of nationalism um, in it. We're, we're always seeing like groups that uh, that come up where they're based around a nationality or we're seeing uh, people use uh, their nationality as part of their character. So I want to know uh, what is the Mount Rushmore of national pride in wrestling? Okay. Mr. Tyler. And yeah, as you can tell from my, uh, from my pre- preparedness tonight, uh, I, he's, I he's going to go to the manager. well. 
<laughs> I could really use a manager. I could definitely do with a mouthpiece. Um, so I want the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of greatest ever managers. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Um, managers I can think of um, quite a few off the, the top of my head. Um, in terms of versatility, I think there, I think there's a lot more scope to look at, especially with um, uh, the nationalism um, um, side of things for sure. Are you talking about? Um, just individual like superstars? Are you talking about factions or? It could be absolutely anything. Any any time when uh, being um, using like a, a nationality or being part of a nationality or a group um, is used in wrestling. So, for instance, the one of what comes to mind straight away is uh, when Hogan was uh, Mister America. Uh, for instance, that could be used, or uh, the British Bulldogs, for instance. So anything where kind of like national pride, or you use like your love of your nation to to further your wrestling career, I suppose. Okay. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I think on that base. Yeah, okay. Um... I think managers will be a good one. I think later on for sure, and there's there's quite a handful of of managers that deserve to be uh, on the manager Mount Russell for sure. Um, but I'd quite like to see how people um, uh, play around and, um, and and come up with different ideas for the uh, uh, national pride uh, in wrestling uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, be interested to hear in. Uh, everyone's different, like kind of opinions and how how they play with that. What their definition is because you yeah, could have I agree. Faction, individual uh, theme songs, whatever it is. Um, yeah, a lot more to play with there. I think I totally agree. People always say mine will be good in the future, but the future never comes. <laughs> <laughs> I really should go through all the episodes to see what the actual score of Paul versus Mags is. Don't bother. <laughs> There's literally no point in doing that. Do you think you've got into double figures? No. No, I don't. You don't yeah. think you've got it... ten? I don't think I have. I'm I'm going I'm going to I'm going to actually go through the, the episodes <laughs> just to find out the score. <laughs> no, but it, managers will be a great topic when if and when it does get picked. Uh but yes, yeah, um Good choice with uh, National Proud there. I think that's a, it's going to be a very interesting topic to research. <laughs> Paul is just so not happy. I love it. This is the best part of the podcast for me, when, when Paul gets it's, angry. <laughs> it's so good. There's a lot of tension in this podcast already. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's lots, of, uh, lots of vetoing. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of jealousy, a lot of bragging. How many times have I won? How many times have you been vetoed? <laughs> 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 I, I, I invite you guys actually. Um, well, as you know, we've got um, uh, on a first out there. We've got a, uh, as you're aware of a um, a prediction game. We have uh, the JSPR that we run. Um, if you want to sell the, um, sell the score, a little bit of bragging rights, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but... Just for a little bit of backstory, Joshua. Uh, we have a, a mutual friend, Matt Willis. He does a, a podcast called The Matt Attack, and me and Paul are reg- we're regularly guests on on his Matt Attack prediction shows. And uh, 
Paul here is a huge uh, New Japan fan. I mean, I, I like New Japan, but Paul lives New Japan. And we uh, did the prediction contest for Wrestle Kingdom. Ah. And, and out of four of us, uh, Paul came last. And one of them, <laughs> one of the people who, who, who uh, predicted had never watched New Japan in his life. And he still <laughs> beat Paul. Wow. <laughs> But this would be a WWE one, right? This would be yeah. WWE. Be. And I did win Survivor Series, and I did win uh, Royal Rumble. Yes, you did. You did. So, so I beat you at those two. I, th- I think Joshy should be in the next season of, of the Prediction League. I think so. Why not also have your own little uh, one-on-one match? I mean, if, you're, if you haven't got a title match, why not? Go one on one. Well, uh, technically, I yes. think I should have a title match because I feel I've got robbed. I do feel I got robbed in that, but uh, really? I would happily take on <laughs> Mr. Tully. Grudge match. Let's open the show. Yeah, we'll be the, we'll be the, <laughs> the owners. Let's do that. <laughs> this podcast, as simple as it is, it's got levels. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Paul versus Magza for the the opener. For the opener. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun, Josh. Uh, let the Badlands listeners know where they can get hold of of you on social media, where they can get hold of uh, your content, your uh, prediction league, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, you want to know more about the uh, GSPL, the Josh and Stu Prediction League. You want to find out about the games, the rules. Just drop us a line uh, if you're on Twitter at Josh and Stu Pod, uh, or you can. Uh, at me personally at Joshua Plummer UK that's plum with two m's no b not the occupation from the pet peeves of mine but there we go um you can also contact our email address the josh and stew uh podcast gmail.com uh if you want to listen to our podcast here are our uh, thoughts opinions uh predictions all, all that sorts and other uh updates on the JSPL you can find our podcast the josh and stew wrestling podcast over on iTunes Spotify Podomatic Mixcloud and other uh, podcast uh, streaming sites. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Paul, your favourite time of the week. It is my favourite time, because I I get to talk nice about you at this point. (laughs) You did that last time. (laughs) I did, because you can follow us at I'm at Rain Counter. We're both at Badlands Pod, and he's at Dej Kirkby. And if you follow him, he's got... um, Two other great podcasts out there. One called Why We Watch, where he interviews great guests um, all about why they watch wrestling. And you can find him with his more talented son, Carlos, on <laughs> Infinitely more talented. Five Friends Pod. Um, I believe you've got another one, haven't you, coming out? Um, we recorded, uh, for context, this is like the 11th of March. We recorded a a pilot yesterday. It's I'm involved. It's not my podcast, but I am involved. Yeah, he's just saying that because my contract seems to have been lost in the post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you do want to hear more of me, I'm also on at Five Nerds Go, which is basically a podcast about nothing, sometimes about wrestling, and you often often hear Aaron on that as well. Um, you can, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to the um, the Chair Shot at at the Cheershot um, and Cheershot Radio on all your favourite podcast providers. It's the home also of great shows like Greg DeMarco's Cheershot Radio, The Outsider's Edge, Pod is War, loads, loads more of good stuff. So 
like us, if you're looking for a podcast, always use your head and pick the chair shot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.